The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in week three. Uh, episode three of the 2019 season. We are going to uh, avoid saying week zero, even though I just did because the Bear doesn't like it. Week, it's week uh, one. I also noticed on Twitter the Bear is fired up this morning, just going at people about no, no, certain things. No? Th- no, 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 no. I thought I was getting a feisty bear. No, hat. no, no. It was it was more of a, a a comical type, like little like you talking about the Notre Dame thing. Oh, just you know, being people being mad about the our our, our column and how oh, they got the, co- the co- well, yeah, that's. But I, I thought you were talking about the Notre Dame thing. Oh. Like I sent out that note yesterday about Notre Dame just the second time mm-hmm. in the last thirteen years they've been ranked in the preseason top ten, haven't started and finished a year in the top ten since ninety three. And I think like people interpreted that as like a prediction that I thought Notre Dame was going to like finish unranked and be terrible, which isn't true at all. I, I think I sent out, I'm like, I don't think they're going to win a Georgia. I don't think they're going to win a Michigan. They'll probably drop another game. But I think 9-3 and three Notre Dame puts you in the New Year's Six. Hmm. Depends what so, number you got before the season to make that shop, happy at the end of the year. That's why you have to shop around with, the, or with our other guys in the desert and find that 9.5. And exactly. Send uh, it in. Uh, we want to welcome yeah, him. Yeah, no, no. I'm not done yet. Oh, well. No, no, I do. No, that, that, did, that did irk me a little bit. The whole, <laughs> you were going to say the P the, the, word the, right the, there. No, yeah, I was going to say it. I was going to say it, but... We have, we might be impressioning young yep. minds. So yeah, you know what? Four ninety five a month for ESPN Plus. You're gonna get up. You're gonna get up, get upset over like fifty eight dollars a year. Mm. Come on, come on. And if you don't, and if you don't want it, you don't. If you don't want it, fifty eight dollars a year is really gonna affect your. And it might. I don't want to say it, it is or it isn't. This podcast is free. <laughs> a whole bunch of other platforms are free. Watching College Game Day is free. Uh, listening to all the other various pods that you and me and, and Brad do are mm-hmm. free, so it's out there. Information's out there. Just don't, 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 don't complain about having to pay four ninety five a month for great content. I mean, you're not, you're not just paying for our column; you're paying for everything that ESPN Plus has, which is pretty damn good. He is at Chris Felica on yes, Twitter, so exactly. keep getting at him. Uh, I want to welcome in uh, Brad Edwards. You can find him at J Brad Edwards on Twitter. Uh, many of you guys have known Brad and, and, and Felica lived together way back when I produced Brad's show, Game Day Radio, which you'll also be doing this year. So we've known each other a long time. Those guys, or I should say these two guys know each other way more longer than I. I'm, I'm, I'm new to the mix. Um, but Brad, thanks for coming in. I appreciate you coming in here. I know you did Doug's podcast last week, but we want, we, felt like we have our own agenda of questions for you coming in well good deal i'm ready to go and uh yeah whatever week you want to call it i'm just excited that there is a meaningful football game in just a few days two well okay Come on. You're there are two games the Pac-12? there are two games right. but one of them is like really meaningful yeah like potential playoff implications. Whoa, you potential. said it already potential all right well you, you want to just dive right in because i wanted to ask a question who do you think this game matters more to? And, and what, I, what I mean is, who with the loss is it really going to affect more? Do you, you think it affects Florida more or Miami more with a loss? I think it affects Florida more with a loss. Like I think a loss is more damaging to Florida just because I think that their fan base, and who knows, maybe the team as well, mm. but I think they've set their bar a little bit higher than Miami's where it would be more difficult for them to overcome a loss. Mm-hmm. 
But if you ask me who has more to gain, I would say Miami. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, I, I would answer the question the exact same way. Like the, the the roles are reversed from last year. Like, and and that's the experience I'm drawing on. You saw how getting absolutely annihilated by LSU last year exposed every problem that Miami had, and you went in thinking you're going to win the Coastal. Maybe we can get to the playoffs somehow, and your goals are just dashed week one in an embarrassing fashion, and then your season spirals out of control. The same that Florida last year went in unranked, wind up finishing the top ten. Great year, New Year's six ball win. Shoes are on the other other feet this year, and, and I think if Florida were to lose to a Miami team with with a new quarterback and a new head coach, who by the way would capitalize on this on the recruiting trail, you <laughs> win in Orlando, it's probably going to be a Florida home game for the most part. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Miami a ton to gain, and Florida a lot to lose. When you have a single digit number to the left of your name for the season opener, you have to consider yourself a playoff contender. It doesn't mean that the season is a complete failure if you don't get to the playoff, mm-hmm. but you at least have to believe that that's possible. Um, if not a greater than 50% chance just because of what you think of yourself yeah. compared to everyone else. And so that's why it's devastating is because we're, we're five years in. We still haven't seen a two loss team make it. A two loss team can make it. I'm not saying that, that it's impossible, but more than likely you're going to have to run the table. You know, you're going to have yeah. to win 12 in a row if yeah. you lose the season opener. And when you're in the SEC, <laughs> good luck, buddy. Yeah, and and, and that's actually where I want it because there's a plenty from the from the general landscape because I I do want to talk about the importance of games like this because I think it does affect, like you just said, the numbers on the side of these teams and it changes. I think what people are thinking. Like I was reading, um, tickets are are pretty cheap in Dallas or I should say, or Arlington for that Oregon Auburn game. That's because they they're in the teens. Last year that game was in Georgia and they were both single digit. Ranked teams, you know, Auburn and Washington. Um, but I want to go all the way to the top. Um, you know, the AP came out. Um, you know, it's, it's Clemson, it's Bama, um, it's Georgia. And then, you know, we have two teams, Oklahoma and Ohio State from a talent standpoint that seem like they're worthy of those rankings and, and everything factoring in coaching, um, you know, you know, hot streaks of, of how they've come in. But those two teams, Ohio State and Oklahoma, named their quarterbacks yesterday, and that's Justin Fields at Ohio State, and that's Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. I want to go um, with the mindset of I think Bear and I are on the same grounds here that we're picking Georgia to win the national championship. I think, we and are. I am. I don't want to speak for you. I think if I think both SEC team okay. or go, like th- three of the four playoff teams, let's just say, should we be the, we basically have accounted for. So when you start. If we're saying all for one spot, Justin Fields, okay, uh, plenty has been made about the Oklahoma, you know, quarterback. I'm sure we'll get to that, but Fields is 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 not not a lot of grounds we've seen, and I I'm scared of them because of the depth behind him. There's nothing really. Right. Um, a transfer from Kentucky, right? That, that that's Gunner, all. Gunner yeah, Hope, a West right? Virginia kid. Oh, yeah, right? chug, chugging off. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, but even that, I I just do you like we. A five-star kid transferring, you know, we've seen, Kyler Murray did it, obviously. Cam Newton, uh, we, I, I would put him in, like, had a very successful uh, tenure in a national title. But do you think Fields can could shoulder all of this with, with all that comes, a new coaching change, knowing how successful they were with Urban, like everything with Justin Fields for you when you look at it now before the season starts? Yeah, just, just to back up a little bit. So yep. when I was on – Doug's podcast last week, mm-hmm. we were talking about the national championship race. Who's good enough to win it? 
And I said I think there are only four teams that have the talent to win it. Because you're obviously looking at Clemson and Alabama. And given the format of this thing, that you've got to win two playoff games, is it more than likely for anyone else to win it, you're going to have to beat both of them. Now, for Georgia, that could be SEC championship game for Alabama and then Clemson in the playoff. Or Mm -hmm. you might even have to beat Alabama twice. Who knows? But I think there are only two teams that have enough talent to have a chance to beat both Clemson and Alabama late in the season. That's Georgia and Ohio State. Those are the only two that I think have the talent across the board to knock off both of them um, in very short succession. So that brings us to Ohio State and the importance of Justin Fields because whatever chance they have based on overall talent depends on getting a very high level of quarterback play. And the truth is, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard anything inside. You guys might know a lot more about it than I have. So I don't know the reason why. But what I do know, what's obvious to anyone who is watching, is that Kirby Smart was very reluctant to play Justin Fields in key situations last year. He might put him in for one play and then bring him back out. But he was reluctant to put him in for a drive or two drives and just leave him in there against a really good opponent and see what happens. He didn't do that. Now, it could mean a few different things, but I think whatever you think it means, it comes back to the fact that he didn't think that he was ready to play at the level that Jake Fromm was playing at or anywhere close to it. And he didn't. And he didn't. Okay, now, I mean, overall, you look at his numbers for the season, they weren't bad, but when you consider just how fractured everything was as far as his playing time and not getting in any type of rhythm, I don't think we know what he can do. And I think there are more questions than there are answers. And so, uh, yeah, I look, if, if, if you were to ask me, you know, what is Ohio State at its ceiling? I would say, yeah, they're a playoff team and, and maybe if everything goes right, good enough to win the national championship. But their floor, I think, is much lower than I would have said for Ohio State teams in the past five or six years, just because there is this element of of, of we don't know. Um, I'm guessing what we'll see is going to be more JT Barrett-like mm-hmm. than it will Dwayne Haskins-like, because I, I think he's, at this stage of his career, is probably going to hurt you more with his legs than with his arm. Um, but that's a that's about all I know, um, and that's that's what I would expect as we go forward. But the big thing is is... Is he ready? Was it week four, week five in Lincoln? Yeah. That that's the big one. Yeah, the first big one. And, and and that's the thing. Ohio State is good enough to win nine games. To step rolling out on the field. It's going to be. Do they win that first big road test at Lincoln? Mm-hmm. Are they good enough to beat Penn State? Are they good enough to win at Michigan? Those are the three games we're ultimately going to have to know. And it's it's amazing because you just I just think back to last year, and you were part of the conversations. Whether it was people who had been at practice and saw fields and practice in Athens last year like oh my god he's so much more athletic he's so much better than Fromm in practice and then oh, this this is the week they're going to put a package in for him and he's going to play and it just didn't happen yeah. remember the LSU game you know Georgia's mm. offense was all yep. out of sync Fromm didn't play well they didn't protect him well either but the offense just didn't look good and then they had the bye week before they played Florida and a lot of us are thinking, okay, this is when he's going to do it. Either Justin Fields is going to start the Florida game or they're going to have a whole lot more for him in the offense. He's going to see a lot more significant playing time. And he basically didn't play, didn't step on the field until the game was already decided. And that was the point where you knew, okay, Kirby Smart does not trust him. It's over. Stop the the experimenting. And at that point, you also knew there was a pretty good chance he was going to transfer. Correct. And at the same time, 
you hear about people within the program that have been doing these athletic tests and training tests and like fields is like tested through the roof in some of these raw athletic ability strength like ridiculously good like better than like anyone that has come through the program it's just we're it's gonna be can like and then you hear about how he struggled in his scrimmage or struggled in a practice and how who knows what's true who knows who's what's not true but i i think and we we've kind of tongue-in-cheek said like one of the biggest questions of the year is like is justin fields like actually good yeah and, and what's not fair is the people that take the spring game and like that Correct. and like dissect that. Correct. Like, that thing is so scripted. Correct. He knows who's going to be on the field playing against him. Like, don't give me that excuse of what you saw in the spring game as, as, as what you're going off for this coming year. That's totally not fair for the kid. But I, I think if we're talking in terms of college football playoff and who that fourth team potentially could be. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and you mentioned Ohio State. We talked about Oklahoma. See, I think Oklahoma's got questions of the quarterback position themselves. I don't think it's an easy. And we've hit on this as well, like an easy fix where Hertz just goes in there and continues what's happened the last uh, couple of years. Like I, I think, look, I, I, we, talk, I think Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia are head and shoulders above everybody else, mm-hmm. and that would lead me to believe with Ohio State having questions. Obviously, Michigan would still have questions. Uh, Oklahoma has questions. Maybe if you're looking to make the playoff, maybe you do take a shot with, with, with a team like Penn State, who mm-hmm. is a really young but high upside type team, or or a team like Oregon, who if they happen to beat Auburn on the road or, or in Arlington in, in, early in the year, they get a, a big non-conference win to really buoy their resume. Uh, in, in, or maybe you take a shot with Washington, who the schedule is easy, and we saw a couple of years ago they had a joke of a schedule, and the committee overlooked the fact they played nobody and put him in at twelve and one. So uh, there might be a, a an opportunity to take someone as that four seed that might be a little bit off the radar uh, to, to add to the, the three obvious teams. I noticed that you, you said Ohio State has questions and Michigan has questions, so maybe you take a shot with Penn State. Well, Oklahoma has questions, so maybe you take a shot with an Oregon. Or Washington, you didn't go Texas. Yeah, I wouldn't take shot. I, I, I think Texas is, is, is in the same. Well, well, if you're looking at, well, I, I, do you have the odds to make the playoffs in front of you? Uh, the playoff, I should say. Like, I'm, I'm I don't not, disagree with right, you, yeah, but, I'm not, but I I'm picked not, that I'm up. Not, which is I can't the, which get is the, there with Texas. Exactly. Like you transferred from. Okay, if it's if it's why? not why why can't you get there? See, with Texas? for for me, it has a lot to do with. The, the the starting point, which is the number of of guys they have to replace from last year, it's a significant number. They have mm-hmm. like eight returning starters, and I, I realize that doesn't always mean that guys are completely green. Some of these guys played a lot last yes. year; they just didn't start. But what you're looking at is they're they're playing week two against an LSU team that has more experience than they do, and I think at this stage, I would say LSU has more talent than Texas. Texas is getting there. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to say that two years from now, but right now I think LSU still has more talent and they have more experience. I think it's a really tough game for Texas, even though it's at home, week two. And if you lose that, I come back to what I said off the top about Florida. You know, you lose a game early and now you're looking at having to run the table. You think Texas is going to go undefeated through the Big 12? Probably, no. probably meaning they'd have to beat Oklahoma twice. It's not happening. Right. And they go to, and, and they go to Iowa State and they go to Baylor. Yeah. We like Iowa State and Baylor, sure. Right here. I, I I don't have a problem with that All because right. because like I said, I don't I don't believe Texas is back to gotcha. use the term. Now 
I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year, Texas finishes strong um, and they're going to have more players coming back in 2020. And you're mm-hmm. going to say, OK, this team is now in a position where they could be a playoff contender next season. That to me is that's rational that we could be there at the I'll end of the that. year, but at the beginning of the year right now, I, I don't. I think it, it, you are really reaching if you think Texas can make the. If playoff. they played tomorrow, you're picking Oklahoma to beat Texas. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. I, my issue with Oklahoma is the four guys they lost up front on the offensive line. Those guys were 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 manchilds, and. The, the replacing of there, and like I said, I feel so stupid going saying anything negative. And I'm not trying to be negative about Lincoln Riley and what he's done, but I think there's a lot more to to fill in the gaps there than we're giving credit to. And I think the quarterback situation is making that become overshadowed. Now, to to your point, people look at the Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks the last two seasons, mm-hmm. and naturally they think passing game. I think the casual fan is is so unaware of how well Oklahoma has run the ball mm-hmm. the last two or three years. I mean, they are they are one of the best rushing teams in college football, and it wasn't because Kyler Murray could run as a quarterback and Baker Mayfield was an okay runner. It was because of that offensive line and their running backs. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they are really good in that part of the game. And look, Jalen Hurts is, I don't want to say he's a better runner than Kyler Murray. He's a different type of runner. Now he might he's definitely a more powerful runner. He's a run first. Yes. More so, than Kyle So Murray. will they have more quarterback run in their offense this year? Yes. Absolutely they will. Yes. Um so I don't That's think their running game up. is going to go away, but will it be as efficient? I don't think there's any way their offense will be as efficient as it was the last two years. You're talking about back to back years where Oklahoma had one of the best offenses in the history of college football. Mm-hmm. Not just in the nation that year, but in the history of the sport. Even if they have the best offense in the nation this year, I don't think it'll be close to as good as the previous two years. Okay. Um, and I look at their schedule, like Houston, South Dakota, UCLA. They're going to run the ball early on. They're going to run oh, the ball man. down those teams' throat. Houston's. I mean, they could do whatever they want. Um, but that's I. They. I think he to be. Uh, um, stern in his approach and to make guys do what he wants to do, he's going to run the ball first. And I agree. I just, there's that willing. There's a lot more. I mean, they got what they, they got Lamb back and they got to, I mean, Tight I know back. they're all, huh? Tight ends back. Tight ends back. Yeah. He's very good. Um, but I mean, they got, I think it's all, they're all at least four star receivers too. So is, he just makes it look like a plug in and play so easy. That I just I, I I just feel like it can't be that easy, um, but so you're with me that the Big Twelve is is a lot deeper than it has been the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I I, right? I think if you look at at Iowa State, Baylor, and even Oklahoma State, um, if Oklahoma o- State's gonna score points. Yeah, okay. you know, these are these are three teams that I think are much more of a threat to Oklahoma than yes. they might. And and look, Oklahoma, I mean they. They nearly lost to Oklahoma State last year. Yes. They obviously lost to Iowa State the year before that. So it's not like they haven't been challenged by these teams. But I think any of them could could be a, a, a not only a real threat to Oklahoma, but a very dangerous spot for Texas. All right, I'm going to move way down. All right, Kansas. No, Sun Belt? Not, that, not that far down. Not that far down. Oh. Who's not not who the, who Clemson's going to play? Who's the second best team in the ACC? <laughs> um. Wow. 
dead air. Do you want to look like, at the right? Do you so want to look at the funny. right? So here's you want to look at the AP poll? No, so, Again, no, 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 I don't need to look at the AP poll. I'll tell you, sir. I was going to give, yeah. Exactly. A very similar question you could ask is who's the second best quarterback in the ACC after Trevor Lawrence? And you can have the same type of now. I, I think a lot of people are going to come to Bryce Perkins, yeah. right? Yeah. But and I, I, that said, I was really surprised that the media picked Virginia to win the Coastal. Like I, it, I, I did their bowl game two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. They were really bad. Well, that's the year Hall said, right? Yeah. We have yeah. twenty three yeah, exactly. guys, right? Yeah, and 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 by the way, off that team, they were losing. They're are arguably their best player on each side of the ball, mm-hmm. their quarterback and their safety. Yep. And so I couldn't believe what he was able to do with them last year. I mean, yeah. well, the, guy, the guy can coach. Yes. And, and, and obviously people recognize that to have, to have uh, picked them the way that they did coming into this season. I just can't buy into them as the second best team in the league. Okay. I, I, let, let me just go ahead and go there because uh, it was probably going to come up later in the conversation anyway. Miami. Yep. Okay. They had to make a change at quarterback, and we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. All right, Manny, Manny's going to roll the dice, and uh, it, but if the offense can be above average, I think Miami's the second best team in that league. I trust their defense enough that if their offense can be above average, now look, there's still a huge gap between them and Clemson, even if that's the oh, case. So yeah, it's the biggest but, gap but, there but is. you look at their schedule. And I, I know that's not exactly the question. Nope. Second best team and who's going to finish no, no, where no, no, that, I just find it's it, not the same thing. But if they, if they get by Florida, there's, I don't, I mean, is, there's not another game left on that schedule because they don't play Clemson Mm-mm. in the regular season. And so and they don't play Syracuse. They don't play Syracuse. Yeah. I mean, Miami, I, I think, I think it's well within reason that they could go 11 and one if they get past Florida. At the same time, I look at some of their deficiencies. I look at the number of games they have where they're probably a small favorite. You know, like the home games against Virginia, Virginia Tech, back, I think at back, back weeks too. Yeah, and you got games like that where look, I, I could see them I could see them losing any of those games. So they could be anywhere from seven and five to eleven and one. But Miami is a team that I think if if they if they can if they find something in this new quarterback, it can make a huge difference for them. Real quick for you, Bear. Is this the latest they've played Florida State in a while? It's November second. They, they played the year Florida State won the national title, I believe. Jameis with Jameis, two thousand thirteen. They played. Remember, right? They, right, they were, Miami was kind of oh, a, yeah, that like, was kind of like a fraudulent seven and zero. Oh we were there. Like yeah, they, they were like a fraudulent seven and zero oh that year in Florida oh, yeah, State. Yeah, we were. Yeah, that was either late yeah, October or November or early November. It was either the last was Saturday in October or the first of okay. November. Yeah. Yeah. So going going back to that, I just do a, uh, look it up, Steve. And then, then what I, number? What year was that? Uh, 2013. 13, right? And we, but we knew going into yeah, that knew, game, yeah, yeah, Miami knew, was yeah. a paper tiger. Right. Like exactly. they hadn't wow. beaten anyone. Same exact day. Same, same date. Saturday, November second, forty-one fourteen. Yeah. Florida State was ranked number three. And, that, and actually, took people I, to buy it. That that was that was a team that I, I think we you know and maybe the fact that their that their national championship game against auburn was so close people won't remember how that, dominant they were in the regular season but oh. that was like an all-timer of a team as far as just being that much better than everyone they played up until that final game mhm and to follow up on Brad i'm assuming you're going to ask me that same question about wait a minute hold on uh oh hold on I've been told to hold on. Oh, wait wait that's the year miami lost to louisville in the 
That's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You're I'm not. You're not trusting your internet searching skills here. I was looking at it through a Florida State perspective because I want to see. That was the last year of the BCS. What the? What would the playoff have been that year? You, um, 2013. So that Alabama, was that was kick six. Yeah, right? kick six. So Alabama probably would have gotten in. Would have been in. Wow. Um, now, of course, Michigan Stanford, State Stanford, upset right? Ohio Stanford? State in the Big Ten championship w- game. W- was Stanford in the top four that year? Or am I thinking of? Um, I we think were. Of, um, yeah. We were at. We were at the Pac-12 championship game that week, Steve. We yeah. Were, uh, no, Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State. That was with, beat Ohio uh, State. Okay, I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking 2012. Would they have yeah. gotten in though? What was Michigan State's record? Uh, so what was what was the Michigan thirteen State? and one? Yeah, what was, yeah, was, they that, was that the in. Michigan State Stanford Rose Bowl? Was that yes. Okay. yes, yes, yep. Florida State, Auburn, Michigan State, South Carolina finished four. Yeah. Now remember, well, all pre- Alabama lost to Sugar Bowl, that, right? But South Carolina, no, 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 no. After the ball. Oh, after the after ball. But, but Alabama, Alabama was the two-time defending national champion. They would have absolutely. They would have gotten they in with that in. kick six being their only loss. All right. So if I wanted to do final ranking, yeah, Stanford was five, Michigan State was four, Baylor was six. That's year Baylor lost to UCF in the Fiesta Bowl. Yep. That would have been a crazy. Imagine fighting for those four spots. Ohio State lost a big, right? Yeah, Ohio State State lost a big ten. Big ten championship. You could do two hours, and then they played Clemson. And then they played Clemson Clemson in the Orange Bowl. You could you could do two solid hours of just going back to seasons within your own lifetime, asking the question: What if we had had a four team playoff that year? And there, there's, there's so many of them that you would, you probably, I, like I, 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 I like the conclusion. I like when Brad comes in and be like, yep, BCS would have had that, guys. I, yeah. I, I the final <laughs> comes out the last couple yeah. of years, I love it. Like I taped like, a podcast earlier today with, with someone and, and he brought up, <laughs> and he brought up our conversation about Pitt. His family's a bunch of pit guys, oh, and his like, dad like loved our conversation. And his dad said, hey, "If only there was a college football playoff <laughs> in 1979." Like, going back, talking about like Pitt in the year they, they would have yeah. been in the playoff and potentially could have won titles. Oh, that's great! Uh, I believe it's back to you. We'll start. Let's talk about 2019. Miami. Miami has the the second most talent in the ACC. Now, whether that's going to translate or not. Okay. Who knows? The, the biggest issue in the last couple of years has been quarterback play and turnovers. Uh, and if you go back from the time that Miami started 10-0 and uh, against Pitt uh, late 2017, from that point on, no Power 5 team has committed more turnovers against Power 5 opponents than Miami has. Wow. Yeah. So it, 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 that, that probably gives you some insight as to why Jaron's the— why not winning the job because they just don't trust Perry well, so here, here's another reason that that he won the job or at least another and he, reason and he, and he can move and the golf yeah, well, and this is this is why they had to try something different because last year using two quarterbacks Miami was dead last in the FBS okay 129 of 129 in completion percentage beyond the line of scrimmage Okay, when when you are no bad? threat to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage, I mean, we're not talking about deep. We're just five yards downfield, whatever. I mean, they couldn't complete passes. Well, they had and, they had no intermediate routes. It was either a dump off to to Homer or Dallas, yeah, or, someone, and, or they're just going to throw it up and hope someone can. And when that's what your offense is, people are putting everybody up at the line, and and that's going to affect your ability to run the ball too. And and so, look, I'm not saying I think Miami's offensive line is really good. But I think it looked a lot worse than it probably was because their passing game was so inept that defenses were crowding the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. which made it really tough to run the ball. It was it was like the LSU teams pre Burrow. 
Except for that one year with Mettenberger and two <laughs> and who those receivers. Yeah, yeah, he had a couple yeah. of guys that yeah, yeah, yeah. actually went on to um, okay in the league. We touched on Miami, Florida. I think we touched on um LSU, Texas a little bit. Like when you look at these, you're you're the best at this for me. When you look at these these early September game out of conference games, when you can rank them in the in, in importance to the net, to the to the long scheme of things in this season, how do you, how do you rank these out of conference games? I, I will start with LSU Texas. I okay. think that's the biggest one. Uh, one because, like I said earlier, if Texas wins this game, then people can continue to play around with Are this they idea. Back if, the, if they win, yeah. Uh, no, they're still not back. But but you can at least entertain yourself with the idea they might be a playoff contender. Yeah. Okay, if they lose, they're not making the playoff. But I think LSU is the more fascinating side of this. If LSU wins, very few people are going to give them much of a chance of going into Tuscaloosa and winning. But the rest of that schedule, if they get out of Austin with a win, it's a very real possibility they could go 11-1 and with only a loss to Alabama on the road. And provided that game's competitive... They're in a situation where they're gonna they're gonna be under consideration for the playoff. Now it depends on what happens elsewhere, but so maybe we get know, three of the four teams in the playoff being from the SEC. West. Maybe 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 we get Alabama, LSU, Georgia. That's what America wants to see. Georgia, I think. And, and, and Clemson. That'd be perfect, right? <laughs> and it'd but, be but, you know, conspiracy it, theory. The Sugar Bowl people will want them in the Louisiana Superdome yeah. in the title game. So I'm just gonna feed the fuel the fire. Is this the A's this week? Feed the, I, I, in, that's a good idea. It's feed. Yeah, so I want three SEC teams in the playoffs. Imagine if I'm kidding everybody. I'm kidding. If LSU is kidding. goes 11 and one with a loss to Alabama, and Alabama and Georgia are both undefeated going into the SEC championship yeah, that, that's game, that's their doomsday scenario. All the conversations that are taking place is okay. What if? What if? Georgia loses to Alabama by the same margin that LSU did, but LSU did it in Tuscaloosa, whereas Georgia did it on a neutral field. Um, who gets the nod as the other playoff team? If you take two SEC, all that stuff is on the table. So anyway, I think for LSU, that is a huge game. Um, so because that's number one. That's number one. number one. I would say the second biggest is Auburn-Oregon, not necessarily because I expect Auburn to make a run, although mm-hmm. most of the time when Auburn does make a run, we're not expecting it preseason. But because of the Pac-12, and they have just been so out of sight, out of mind in playoff conversation the last couple of years, basically mid-season, we've looked at the Pac-12 and said, you know what, guys, I think they're done. Like, they might have two teams left that don't have two losses, but you look at their remaining schedule, they're not going to make it the rest of the way without losing again. And if Oregon goes down uh, to, to Auburn in that season opener, I think we very well could be there again mid-season in the Pac-12. But if they win that game, all of a sudden... The conference gets taken more seriously, and even if it's not Oregon, all of a sudden a, a win over Oregon for someone else in the Pac-12 means more. Yeah, and so there's a trickle yes. down effect, and I just I think it's huge for that league as they try to not be left out of the playoff for the third year in a row. Well, it's the only league you get penalized for losing on the road, so um, you know you know how that goes. Yeah, we've had these conversations for ten years. A and M, we know about the schedule. Okay, now they come in. What are they? Where are they ranked here? Twelve, I think. Twelve. All right, we know at Clemson, at Bama, at Georgia, at LSU. If they're the gonna, Bama games at home, oh yeah, yeah, they, got they catch one break. They get yeah. one of them at home. Oh, yeah. If 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 they're gonna knock off the three, one of the three we mentioned, Bama, Clemson, um, and Georgia. What? Give me a scenario. Or LSU. 
I think that would be the easiest yeah. spell, right? I, I wanted to take Yeah, them. okay. You, yeah. I'd, I'd have to say it it's Alabama just because it's in College Station. Although, because the they, crazy they, they, thing. Historically, they're so great at home. Exactly. That's the crazy thing about A&M is that you, I don't know how many years it goes back, but certainly since they joined the SEC, they've won a lot more big games on the road. On the road have, yeah. I'm not sure if they've... Is there anything you'd call a big game that they've won in College Station since they joined the SEC? Would you consider the LSU of 17 overtime no. game I mean, last year? No. That, that's the biggest one. They weren't playing for anything. I, they, no. I mean, it was that's, a, that's the biggest one. You know, they were playing to still have a ranking they in the postseason. They lost Ole but, Miss, I remember, the week they everyone thought they could get Ole Miss. Yep. When Ole Miss beat Bama, right, one of those years? Mm-hmm. I thought they, they, they lost, 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 lost to Ole Florida, Miss, lost the Alabama games. Oh, yeah, they lost to... Uh, yeah, they. Yeah. By the way, and, 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 I, I think I know where you're going. I, I, I think I'm going to steal your thunder here because it's what we were talking about. Like, it picked with A and M with the win total. Like, assume they're going to lose those four games, and that gives them eight and four with a win total of seven and five. They haven't swept the Mississippi schools since Johnny Manziel left. Exactly. So, like, yeah. odds are they're going to lose either Ole Miss or Mississippi State. <laughs> think about that. And then that. seven and five uh, is coming into play. Think about that. They haven't gone two and zero oh against the Mississippi schools since Manziel left. So that's where you start. If you're okay, I mean, I I get it. You're recruiting well. You got a lot of confidence in Jimbo, and so you want to believe that the bars at like ten, eleven wins. Let's start by going two and zero against the Mississippi schools, and then worry about you know picking off LSU on the road, or or certainly that before you get to Georgia and Alabama. All right. So you're just because they've won so many home games, maybe Bama. I think they're going to hang around with Clemson. I do. I really do. I think last, they did last year. I, I think, mean, and I think that's a huge factor when you come back in to this game, knowing that they. I know they're going to be lining up against some new faces, but to know they did go snap for snap with those guys, I think brings a lot to the table, and I think stuff like that gives you belief in a locker room where you're going to need everything you got to to go there and travel, I, and how crazy that's going to be. Now, hey, I'll be. Probably going to be wrong, but that—that's the game. When I look at all the games, that's that's the one I, I would I would I so. would say I think the Georgia game could be the one just because isn't it the week after Georgia plays Auburn? It's a weird. They got they I'll got, got right they got. Now. I think Georgia has it's Auburn A and M twenty third. Georgia and... has Auburn A and M back to back, which which I think could be a yeah. tricky right and right yeah. before they yeah, play Georgia. Right. Like that could be if if Georgia were to go on the road, beat Jordan Hare and win. Come back home. You're going to the SEC SEC title game now. Here's a, a a really good team coming to your stadium with with a ton of talent. If you're not fully recovered from that beating up front that you're going to take from that Auburn defensive line, uh, and then you got the Georgia Tech game, and then an SEC championship game on the horizon. That that A and M game could be a little bit of a problem, I think, for Georgia. Yeah, that I mean. It, it, to whatever extent you can call a preseason number twelve team a trap, that that's what it would be yeah, on yeah. the Georgia on the Georgia schedule. That that's probably not a game that a lot of their fans are are fretting about right now, but it's one that they'll they'll likely be a lot more nervous about when it finally rolls around. It's like Syracuse fans in that Maryland game. Absolutely, this year. <laughs> trap game. Absolutely, and, and just like Lane, at UCF going to see Lane. Yep, week before, before week, Stanford. week before Stanford. Look Here. ahead Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you got another one? Another, another, another what? For the another, guy. Another question for, for Brad? I guess, yeah. 
I got a million here. He doesn't well, think no, of me no, as a no, guest. No, no, I, I think of him as a friend. Oh. We just were coming. You got another well, question well, for your well, friend. Well, yeah, just, when you're roommates for seven years, exactly. you don't think of each other seven as a guest. Seven years? Is that what it was? Yeah. We, yeah. Wow. Yep. You, 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 I like it better with you asking the question. It's like Roddy Roddy Piper. All right. You well, let's officially. We touched on it last week. Let's do the let's do the AP. Looking okay. at that. Yep. All right. Now, what is it? Every year, every year since 2006, at least one team that's been ranked in the preseason has in the preseason top ten. Yep. has finished the year unranked. Okay. So who's you it going to be? That list, or you haven't memorized preseason top ten team that could finish unranked. Yep. Yeah. I to me, there's there's one that jumps out. And that's the Gators. Okay. You know, because I, I, I look at two things. One is that their biggest question mark is the offensive line. And if that doesn't get resolved pretty quickly, you can see losses resulting from it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, are they as good as we make them out to be? Because th- that, that bowl game has such an impact on preseason perception. And yet, if we're honest, we all know they weren't getting anywhere close to Michigan's A effort in that game. I mean, I'm not saying the guys who were on the field for Michigan weren't trying, but Michigan, they, they were looking at playoff. They get embarrassed in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Their motivation level had to have been really, really low to begin with, and then a lot of their best players decide not to play. It was a great win for Florida, but can we really draw too much from it? Uh, you know, they, they beat Florida State to end the regular season. We know Florida State wasn't any good. What did we really learn about Florida in the last few games? They looked a lot better, but does it mean as much as we're making it out to be? So I guess that's kind of how I'm couching this. Okay. If 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 Florida if 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 we read too much into Florida's last four games, then they could be a team that, despite starting preseason number eight or whatever it is, that I wouldn't be all that surprised if they end up eight and four. I I, I just worry about the the roster. I mean, it just feels like it's. Gets depleted every week. It's from been off a the rough field. last few yeah. weeks. Yeah, secondary injuries. Guys, yep. Secondary guys. You know, and then was it fifteen of the sixteen years a team unranked has finished in the top ten? I believe it's twenty five of the last twenty six years. There's been an unranked team. And I gave this receiving. one away. I, I gave this one away earlier, which is Miami. I mean, if if they beat Florida, okay. you look at the rest of their schedule. There's not a game on there that you would say they're almost certainly going to lose. Okay. I mean. They, Tallahassee, they're probably an underdog. I mean, but by the time that game rolls around, if Florida mm, State looked like be. Florida State's looked the last couple of years, they could be favored. So, I, I, I and, and here's the other part about this: you're asking who could finish in the top ten. We're talking about the polls here. Yep. We know how the polls work. They're not ranking teams based on how good they are. It has everything to do with the loss column, and voters are going to look at. The Power Five conferences. Like, okay, I want to have this many from this conference and this many from this. Okay, I, I've only got one team from this league. Let me go find another one because I got to. I was going to say, I, I, you and I both know someone who was. This is years ago. No who, names, who, please. Who, no who, names. Who worked? Who, who worked here? <laughs> okay. Um, and like talking about their preseason poll, and yeah, what I like to do is kind of go through each conference and pick a team and then kind of go to the next conference and who's the best team and who's the, go to another conference, who's the best team. And I'm like, how does this person have a vote? And Brad and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's, so, and it still yeah. drives you crazy to this day. At least it doesn't matter anymore that because does, we have yes. the selection committee. <laughs> I but, don't care about the Heisman vote because we but, don't know. But the point is. You don't if, really know. You don't watch enough. The point right. is, if Miami's 11-1, and one, maybe even 10-2, and two, they're going to be in the top 10 mm-hmm. because people are going to be looking for another ACC team Yep, because they just got Clemson. So like, why do you, why do you, why do you, why do you think Syracuse is ranked? Exactly. 
Um, can, can I? I'm gonna go. Ahead. I'm gonna hit follow up to. I Please. want to give you the. I think Florida is the most likely answer. People are gonna bring up Notre Dame. People. Notre Dame bring, is gonna be ranked if they have five losses. So that's wrong. That's yeah. a bad answer. <laughs> well, top ten. People are gonna bring up Texas. No, but they're in like, the top ten. Right? They are. Yes. Yeah, they're not. Those. those Florida, 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 Texas, Notre Dame are gonna, are gonna be the ones that. Like, I don't think this is gonna happen. But what if the Justin Fields thing goes really bad? Mm-hmm. And they lose in Lincoln, and like the the lights are too bright and things go bad, and then effect. they happen to lose to someone. Maybe maybe Michigan State gets their act together, and the defense is really good, and they manage to win an ugly game there, like they did in 2015. Or Penn State comes in, and by the time that Penn State comes in, they're really good. The offense is humming. They're the best one of the defenses. Then they go to Ann Arbor, and it's like a reversal of last year. Maybe Ohio State is like, if you really just want to throw something against the wall and not pick one of the three most likely ones, like that's a scenario that will it play out that way? I don't think so. But maybe you could look back at the end of the year and be like, eh, all right, I, I, I could see how that could happen. So I don't think it will, but if you're looking for someone outside the obvious ones, I would say that. And then I think the interesting thing about the the uh, unranked top ten the, the the fun the, the fun little subdivision of that is in the last six years you've had nine teams that didn't even receive a single point in the preseason. Yeah, bowl that's crazy. That finished ranked in the top ten. Like why Wazoo? Maybe six times in the last nine years I said it the wrong way. Yeah, like Wazoo last year. Like and like everyone's like and I brought up a couple of team teams last year like. How can you say Kentucky? What's their season win total? Six? Yeah. Or I go, well, what was Washington State's win total last year? Yeah. Five and a half or six? That's the point. So like you're, you're, you're looking at teams like maybe it's someone brought up BYU or Purdue or uh, Cal, Baylor, Florida State. Well, do you imagine sitting here 20 somewhat years ago and it's 1993 and you can say Florida State didn't get a single point in the AP poll and Miami's not ranked, but UCF is. Yeah. Well, that gets me actually this great transition by you, Bear. Thank All you. Right? I had no idea um, this was coming. UCF comes in, uh, you know, 17. We know the success. I just feel like there's a lot of turnover there. The quarterback situation is is not what they had it planned to be. Um, if you go all the way back, you know, to even McKenzie and how awesome he's been. But when you look at that, that group, Brad, and I mean, Boise's got quarterback issues. I mean, I'm going down the line here of all, all of all the non-power five. Okay. Um, I don't even know what they like to be called now. What is, was it? Because American wants to be well, power group six. of five. Like group I, five, yeah, they don't, six. they don't like well, they're, the, group they're of the five. power six. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I forgot the American. Okay. Um, but when you look at those teams, you know, we mentioned Boise going to Florida State early on. Um, I still think their win totals at ten. Uh, I know. I know. Were, were you surprised? Sorry to cut you. Were you surprised to see that Boise wasn't ranked? No, you weren't. See, no. I thought I thought Boise would be ranked. No. Well, I, even, I thought even, they might be ranked by default, just yeah, like UCF that, that, is. Yeah, ex- by, by well, the, that's and that's I want to get at the bottom. The bottom of the poll, like you, you're ranking some some of these like middling. You're ranking Wisconsin, but you're not going to rank like the Florida State. Now I'm jumping ahead to next week already. No, like, no, no. Go like, ahead. Go ahead. Like the people who had to be like devastated to, to see that Boise State like doesn't have a, a number next to their name, Florida State. Like now Boise's going in there. Yeah, we just won in a, won ten games again last year, and yeah, we lost our quarterback, but everybody else is back, and well, we lost Brent Madison too. But so like 
you you would think Boise's one of those teams that's built up enough equity that they're going to get the benefit of the doubt to start the year. Like, really? Florida, I think Florida State I hates seeing that Boise's coming in because now it'll be like, oh, oh, Boise unranked again. Now you just have to mm-hmm. go down as an underdog to Florida and beat beat <laughs> Seminoles in Jacksonville. Uh I'm scared off that game completely. Me now. too. Oh, me okay, too. just because of that. Yeah. Not because Florida the, State can't it's play up to that. Six, six and a half. Yeah, yeah it's up oh. to six yeah. now. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah, you're right. If, if Boise was ranked and Florida State was not, Florida State could at least kind of twist things to say we're the underdog here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now they can't. Yeah. How many people are going to be there? At a. Uh, well, is it all? Is, is, is it all Tell Stadium? Is that yeah. what, what it is? I don't even know what the stadium. It's probably changed. It's, it's names, not the like Gator Bowl anymore. Whatever. Um, all right. Uh, so with that, with it the won't UCF, be a sellout. I can promise no, you that. No chance. Soft ticket. Um, a lot of bad. UCF things. seventeen. You know, just I want that team that's going to make. Yeah. that's going to make the run. I, I, I think Cincinnati wins the American. Okay. All right. So I mean, that would be a, a team from the also receiving. But you know, he mentioned BYU. We just talked about Boise, Utah State with love at quarterback. Schedules just BYU yeah. schedules. Week brutal. one. That's a great game. Yeah. Week one, man. We've talked about that Uh-oh. game. I'm looking forward to yeah. that. Uh, that's a like, swing game on that Utah nine and a half win total sure right there. Is. Um, but you know, somebody you know in in that non power five. Do you do you have your eyes circle on somebody, or you you feel good about somebody? Are you with me? Not, that not to, not to make back? a run. They're just ranked because of what they've done. The last right. Two years, no, right? I, I, okay. I, I feel that way. I just, I just don't see enough there with like a Memphis, um, yeah, I don't like Houston. I, I, I love Dana Holgerson yep. being there and especially having that quarterback to work with. Me like, too. okay, they, they could be really exciting, but they're going to give up too many points. Mm-hmm. Maybe Western Michigan. You think? Can can they row the boat without PJ Fleck? Is that they can possible? row it. I don't know if they can row it all the way all the way, <laughs> all the way to an undefeated <laughs> record. I don't know if they can do that. Um, I do like them to win the match. Yeah, game. I just I don't I don't see someone making that undefeated run where they're getting that type of attention in in late November. It it just feels like we're due for a year with none of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It feels well, like well, that's, we're, that that's you know what we're due for. We're due for that year where people are going to say, oh, you know what. This whole eight-team playoff proposal we've all been throwing out where you get the the, the five oh, champions yeah. <laughs> in automatically and we're going to give one spot to the group of five and two at large, maybe that one spot guaranteed to the group of five isn't such a good idea. We're due to have one of those years where like there's no one in the top 20 and you're like, I'm not sure we really want to well, guarantee them a spot. That was 2014, the first year of the playoff, when, when Boise was the group of five representative, and the, what, they were eight and four, and they wound up beating Arizona. Yeah. I think it was in there. Yeah, because there was a question, yeah. you know, pretty late in the season, would there even be a ranked group of five team? Like, was the committee going to yep. have to go beyond 25 to identify that team? So, yeah, I remember that, and and turned out they didn't have to, but um, it probably it probably happens every five years or so. I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, a dark horse for one. Appalachian State. I was just looking at them. Just Who do they play at a conference, though? Like, uh, like what? I don't have the schedule. Hold up. on one second. I'll get it. I, I know. I know they have to go to Louisiana, which was a rematch of that Sunbelt game last year, and they go to Troy. So they arguably have two of their tougher Sunbelt games. Yeah, because uh, we all I'm, know if if you get to say ten and zero, I don't care what your schedule gonna is. Right. You're going to be ranked. ranked by default once you get to ten and zero, maybe even nine and zero. But to get up in the top fifteen, you're going to have to have beaten someone who has respect. Okay, oh, so, okay. So at be, South Carolina, that, that, that's, okay. that's a, that's then, a, that's a win. That okay, they can, and, and while neither of those teams, great, North, uh, you know, well, I, I would I would say 
North Carolina almost certainly will not be in the top 25. South Carolina probably not. Six and six. Yeah, because of their schedule, right. too. A great season if they do it. Yeah, I, I, I would, would take six and six right now. But, but it's, I, I think there's enough there that if they've beaten two Power Five teams, even if they're not great Power Five teams, yeah. Okay. But they got, they've got to dominate the conference, too. They're not just win, but they have to dominate. What team, when you look at the top, I mentioned, um, I was on with Rosillo on his podcast. I, I thought he asked me about coordinators and I talked about, he mentioned Georgia and how they've replaced both coordinators. I said, I think that's good because there, there's a change of philosophy. There's feelings, different feelings about players who maybe should be playing, who shouldn't. Um, but when you look at that, like an impact, like we haven't talked, like Michigan sticks out, like Gaddis to me was huge. Saban with all his turnover, is there something you think that really benefits the team just from a higher aspect? Well, I, I think Ohio State needed to make a change on the defensive side of the ball. I think Great I think point. we can all agree on that one. So sort of overlooked. So that. yeah. So I mean, not that not yeah. that there was an. That's two I mean, guys from Michigan too. Yeah, yeah, which was kind of a weird thing the way that it played out. But but they just kind of needed a change of philosophy, go in a different direction after the way everything mm-hmm. shook down last year. So Ohio State could be better for that. I mean, you you gotta say Grinch at Oklahoma, right? I mean, it, he's I know I know he's coming from Ohio State, and we're just kind yeah. of playing both sides of that coin. But Oklahoma is another one that that they as, as Trevor Still Maddich, Bob Diaco though, as Trevor Maddich always says, it, you know, with Oklahoma's offense, and and we realize they might not be as great as mm-hmm. they have been the previous two years. But Trevor says if if they could just be less than heinous on defense, they'd be almost unbeatable. Um, and that's 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 kind of the thing with Oklahoma. That's the big question: how can they can they reach mediocre status on defense? Because if they can, especially in the Big Twelve, they're going to be really tough to knock off. Who, uh, who do you, you like? I like uh, Carolina Pushkova. In the U.S., I mean, <laughs> the tennis t- tennis channels on right over Brad's shoulder, and they're doing a little plus of a piece right now. And I'm thinking of actually thinking about the U.S. Open women's draw, how uh, wide open it's going to be. I kind of like Pushkova on the hard court. Okay, I think that's going to help her serve, and I think this might be. Fun. What about a coordinator on the field? Coordinator on the field, I, I think Grinch is, is one of the obvious ones, and I think okay. you're you're looking at Graham Harrell at, at USC is another one. I think you're looking at Kendall Bryles at Florida State. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's amazing, and I was doing some research for the for the game this weekend. And, As you uh, should. Yes, I should be doing some work. And it, it, I cited that Miami stat about twenty nine turnovers. Yeah. Powerful. If you go back since that date, that November two thousand seventeen, maybe just like a Power Five team versus Power Five opponents, it is amazing how many times. Like if you look at sixty three, sixty four, sixty five. The three teams that are 63, 64, 65 offensively in that span are Miami, Florida State, and Rutgers. <laughs> Some great company. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's <laughs> just, just what? When you're lined up next yeah. to Rutgers, you know you're doing yeah. something Charlie wrong. Charlie Ward, <laughs> Warwick Dunn. Yeah, all <laughs> but you know what? And to that point on Bryles, I don't know how good Florida State's quarterbacks are. In fact, I, I'm, I'm guessing that they're not very good. But But if they have enough talent in there that – they can do something with the right coaching, the right scheme. Then Florida State blocked, could really surprise people. And just yeah, exactly. So I, I think, I think yeah. they do. And I, I, they brought the uh, O line coach Clements with them too, which I think is huge. If you go back and look at Houston's numbers protection wise, it's it's pretty good. Two uh, two quick things. Big Ten West. Who you got? Iowa. Me too. Did, is that what you wow. want? Yeah. 
Holy cow. I, I think that one's the toughest to yeah. call in all of college football. You can say anybody. More than you, ACC Coastal. Yeah. Yes. You can, because I mean, you the can, other side of Clemson. Because, because the other, other, other. That other, is the Coastal. Yeah. The other yeah. side of Clemson, the other side of Clemson, North Carolina and Georgia Tech can't win. And there's no, there's no way that those teams can win the Coastal. Georgia Tech or Kansas, who wins more games? Georgia Tech. Yeah. I mean, what are you giving Kansas? Like, I don't know. I'm still, I, I'm not giving them anything. I mean, they, I give Kansas three. You the two, do the two non-conference games at the start of the year, and then they'll beat somebody. They'll they'll win one. I know they're like two and thirty-four the last four years in Big Twelve Les play. Less is going to cook him up some some. I'll, some I'll say Georgia Tech Bermuda wins four. Jambalaya, Georgia you know? Tech wins four. Kansas wins three. How about this Friday? But you could say anybody other than other than Illinois in the in the Big Ten West, and I, yes. I would yeah. say yeah. okay, I'll buy that. Um. Do you make anything out of uh, uh, Eason not winning the job yet or Hunter Johnson not winning the job yet? I'm talking it, about it, the quarterback. I, it, I think they know. know. I yeah, think they I mean, know when they just haven't said. Okay. I think I would make more out of Eason just because he's an in-state kid. and five And five-star. And at the same time, I don't know that he is the perfect fit for Chris Peterson and everything that Chris Peterson has done before this. You know, it, it it's more the it's more the the workmanlike blue collar type guy who's the gem rat, you know, the and and Eason is kind of like the antithesis of that. Yeah. And so I would be I would be less surprised by Eason not winning the job. It would be a huge shock to a lot of people if he yeah, doesn't, right. but that one would surprise me less. Okay. Uh, you and Ivan Mazel and all you know building up this ES. Can you just touch on where people can go? Stop yelling at you about the rankings. <laughs> uh, all the work that you you guys have put in. I know Barry, you've done a, a bunch of it too. But I wanted you know drive people to, to check out this horse historical stuff that we have for the for the 150 of college football. Yeah. So uh, the 150th anniversary of college football this year, and th- there's. So much stuff. We started it last week rolling out the top 50 programs, which is something our stats and information group had put together. We had to create a formula to do it. And man, that was, that was challenging because, because it's real easy for people to just look at their own lifetime and think, okay, this is what it should be. But you got to realize the sport's going back 150 years and the first 50 years have to count. Maybe they don't have to count as much as the last 50, but they have to matter. And you've got teams that people don't even talk about today that dominated. Mm. I mean, Ivy League teams, you yeah. know, in those early years, you've got to account for that somehow. You also have teams at lower divisions, which we don't watch on TV today, that are dominating, like the North Dakota States, the Mount Unions. What are you going to do with them? Um, and so that was the challenge for us in that Somebody one. Somebody was very disappointed to, to see you no know, Iowa pre-flight. <laughs> with their what like two or three exactly. seasons of existence they didn't Who was get it? 51 52 and 53 so, so I, i'll tell you this because i did look at it so the 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 what would we call it first team out is that what it would be yeah. in basketball yeah. tournament yeah. lingo our fir- the first team out was valdosta state Ooh. they last, were 51 last, last year wasn't good enough to get him in no and so i'm Ooh. i'm trying to remember who was the uh i had looked I'll have at to tell production manager Lindsay Lloyd about that the, she'll be the first power five alum. team left out was i'm drawing a blank on it um but um you better remember before the end of this podcast no, i can't oh. i'll have to text you all right <laughs> that doesn't make, i'll go, that, that I'll go look it up and retweet the podcast and put 
51, there you 52, go. 50, 51, you go. 52, 53. Really but so happy. what what I would tell people as we get into the ESPN like, 150 like in the next few months. We're talking Maryland or better than Maryland, nah. worse than Maryland? Better than Maryland. Better than oh, Maryland. But it probably okay. wouldn't have been whoever you would have expected to be next on deck. Um, what I would tell people, though, is as you see these lists, and you're obviously going to take exception because you have your own preferences mm-hmm. based on what you're a fan of, when you do see things in these lists that, like teams, players, whatever they may be, that are a lot higher than you thought they should be, after you complain, go ahead and complain because that's your right as a fan. That's what's what you pay your money for, um, like pay your money for ESPN Plus and all that for. Um, so take a look at those teams. Just do a little research and figure out, okay, am I missing something? Because I can guarantee you you are. Like you, you don't think that they're that good, but the truth is – for 150 years, looking at that perspective, there are a lot of things that these these teams or these players did before you were born that you're not acknowledging. And so you can, you can learn some stuff. For those who like to learn, especially learn about college football, great opportunity here in the next few months. All right. You got anything to add there, big boy? No, I, I would do What was your biggest gripe? No, I, I, had, I had no gripe. On. I was fine not with it. one? I'm, I'm fine. I, 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 I was... I was a little surprised at it, but I understand the, the the challenges in the ranking that you've got a team like North Dakota State who has done a lot in a very brief yeah. period of time. Compare that with what the Florida and and look before nineteen eighty three, Miami was nothing. Before what before that around eighty five or maybe eighty one. Yeah, North Dakota State goes back further than you would think because they were dominating Division two before right. they moved Move up, up and started dominating right. FCS. And, and, and so I, yeah. I, would, I would think the Miami Florida State stuff probably would be the the, the biggest gripe I have just having them where they are behind uh, North. But but it, it, it's a that's a great example though. People look at the three Florida schools and they see them behind Tennessee. I mean, t- people and Tennessee if you're thirty five years old, you're like, what? Like how does that? Well, right. Tennessee was actually pretty good back before world war ii but i i would say just being part of the process and just assembling a lot of the sh- like being a part of those greatest panels and those shows that were put together and just watching the the rough cuts of them uh, like i've been fortunate to be able to you're you're not going to turn it off uh, just from stuff from uh, rivalries and traditions and uniforms and controversies and it, it's it's just a great 30-minute watch, and the shows could be double that, and and, and you wouldn't turn it off. So I, I, I think everyone's going to be really, really happy and enjoy all of the all of the content because it, it's good, good-natured bantering back and forth. Water, I mean, no one's yelling at each other, but just kind of good-natured ribbing and disagreement and, and, and fun. And and uh, like like Brad had said about going back, uh, 35, like different aged people. Or in the room who have different areas of like, like like Bill Roden's in there and I'm in there and then you have Marie and Holly Rowe in there you have Ivan in there uh, Rod Gilmore you've got a whole bunch of people uh, representing different like generations players writers mm-hmm. coaches and it, yeah I, I, I think I think your people are really going to enjoy uh, watching them. It just came to me. Good. UCLA I, UCLA oh. was the first Power Five team out. They were 52. Okay, very good. Cade McDonald. That brings Should us back to Miami, the, and this brings us back to a conversation. Didn't we have the conversation? Oh, this could all come back to our conversation about where do you rank Terry Donahue as a uh, college football head coach? Remember that conversation right. we were yeah. having? Like, <laughs> maybe we rank Terry Donahue too low, and that's why UCLA is. Well, we'll find out when 50. the uh, all-time coaches list comes out. Right, my biggest gripe: it's over. Yale should have been higher in Michigan. 
Well, they were right behind them. I know close. they were. Uh, and I, before we go, two weeks in, two big EPL guys. Is there anything you want to change from our future standpoint? Uh, I would there? like to change my roster at Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Be able to sign some players that we couldn't sign this summer. Uh, That's I, it? Um, what, Any, is, anything change your opinion oh, from the from first, the first two, weeks two weeks that you thought going in this season? I was surprised. I was surprised that Tottenham had their way the other day. Well, I mean, they they, they, they survived. survived. I mean, but they got still, outshot thirty to three. They did, but they still scored. But put a couple past. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think City second, and Liverpool goal, are still the two to beat. I, I've seen nothing in the first two correct. weekends to lead me to believe that anyone other than those two has a chance to win the league. Agreed. A little little concerned about who's on the hot seat. And after and after getting a point at City. Tottenham has to be a very heavy favorite to finish top four. Correct. Who's on the hot seat? Who's on the hot seat? The hot <laughs> There's seat? always someone I was already. Say there was someone I, already. Come on. Now look. Give me somebody. Um, United got the big win at home over. Yeah, Chelsea. I mean, and nobody's in trouble no, no yet. In trouble. Right. Lampard's got a pass yeah, for this year at correct. Chelsea because they they couldn't sign any players. So okay, that's your team. That's my team. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he said that nothing's changed. It's either going to be City or Liverpool. Being that we have those. We, yeah, we threw up a happy, Bear gave out those. We, yeah. might have, we might have thrown another one in there and, and threw in uh, Djokovic winning the U.S. Open as well. <laughs> <laughs> it never only ends. You, I'm, I'm, you. There, there are times we, that I'm glad uh, that I only try to keep up with two sports. We, we, love, we love our other friends in the desert. Do we feel better about your Dodgers this year than any other? Oh, oh so. boy. Yeah, Come you on. know what? Come on. Uh, um, I, I do. I hate to admit it, but right. going into the World Series, actually going into the playoffs two years ago, I thought they had a good chance to win, and they nearly did. I mean, that was an awesome series with the Astros they lost. Last year, I didn't think they were going to no. get to the World Series, and when they did get there, I thought they had no chance against the Red Sox, and they, and, and they didn't. Nope. <laughs> but I I think they've they've got a chance this year. All this right. could be. And by the way, Dodgers, last World Series title, my senior year of high school, 88, which was also, for college football fans, the last time Notre, Notre Dame, Dame won the national, won the national title. Don't say that. That's how long it's been. I'm, All right, I'm I'm, I'm 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 invested in your Dodgers. I just care. That, I'm rooting for you. I just care that at the end of the season that Cody Bellinger has one more home run than any other player in Major League Baseball, and I might have I might have that Dodgers Astros Yankees versus the field. Might. might 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 might. So if it's a Dodgers Yankees World Series, then you don't care who wins, right? Because you'll well, have a winning I, ticket. Well, right? I have the winning ticket there, but I would need the Do- I need the the Dodgers to win because I didn't put the Yankees as part of my round robin with the cross sports. But you still wouldn't root against the Yankees. No, I would not root against the Yankees. Okay, no. you'd root against your it, ticket. It would be that good emotional hedge, knowing that uh, if the Yankees won, they 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 would have won and. There you yeah, go. If the Yankees yeah. lose, then okay, oh, good, wow. Like look, I said, having wow. roomed with them for seven years, wow, I knew even with money on the no. line, it's no. not going to change his allegiance wow, to the Yankees. Wow, look at that. The Yankees got you the World Series. Oh, the Dodgers won. That means the uh, the, the the next step in the parlay is alive, and that means either Alabama, Georgia, or Clemson has to win the <laughs> national championship. And then we move on to the next stage. After Two minutes of the way home. Fourth. Half. Right. Very we, good. We went, we went, four, we went four, four legs deep. Anything else for your former roommate? I got nothing. No. Have a good season. Thank you. I appreciate it, Brad. We'll talk to you during the season. I really appreciate you coming in. That'll do it for this week. Bear, take us away. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win.